Everyone, welcome to Ending the Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 3. I'm Jason Webster, here with your other hosts, Jeff Webster and Jake Cranston. Jake, fellas. What's up, boys? What's happening? Not much. What up? You know, just uh, trying to get through this uh, football uh, preseason kind of here, like, you know, camp time. What are we down to? A month and a few days now, right? Until opening Uh, game. Yeah, it's the 8th of September. Right. Yeah, so we got we're getting there. Friday's coming up, so they got that um, that home practice, that blue, oh, yeah. blue right. return of the blue and red game. Um, so they got that going. And, and then, then uh, the next weekend's going to be their first preseason game, right? Yes, it is. Man. Very exciting. Like, it's coming real fast. Time of real flies. Fast. It does, man. It's cool. It's cool. It is. So what's happening at, at camp? Uh, well, we haven't been back on since a couple things like uh, Josh Allen getting into a little scrum, <laughs> yeah, with uh, Jordan Phillips. Yeah, a little feisty. That was pretty. Yeah. Some people don't didn't like it. I, I mostly seen most people that did like thought it was a good thing for yeah. Our quarterback. They get it right. Like I mean, a you got to stand up for yourself, and b you got to fire up this team, man. Yeah, I mean, he just shows, in in my opinion, it just shows that he's fired up. You yeah, know? absolutely. Absolutely. I just I mentioned earlier that there was an article about that was with Sam Fran, uh, somebody else talking about tensions at camp. Ran a little hot. You know, I mean, right. it, it happens. It's football. These guys are banging each other around. Pads are on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. And they really do. They all, in, in my opinion, too, especially our team, they all, they're like brothers, you know. Yep. They they get heated at each other. They'll go at it. Yep. They then they're done. They're, that's yep. the one good thing about guys when you know guys get heated at each other. Yeah. They'll go after each other. They're done, and then they'll forget about it. Yeah. That's it. You Just know? like you said, yep. brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Siblings and all that. So that's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I mean, these you know these guys compete hard. Um, you got big egos on this team. Hell yeah. Guys that. Not necessarily flaunted around, but these guys are are proud of what what they what they've yeah. done and where they're at. And this team has a lot of high expectations, so guys are out there grinding hard, man. Well, speaking of that, the the fellow he got a little tussle with, Mister Jordan Phillips, yep. is also fighting for a starting spot potentially. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe not, but but yeah, it's a positioning thing, right? Like. So, yeah, you want to impress the coaches, play hard, intensity, all that stuff. Yeah, while while we're still in that point where you're trying to determine the end roster, it's definitely higher stress than any other time. Oh, absolutely. Know, pre, you know, the beginning of the season anyway. Yeah, you're talking nearly half the guys in camp aren't going to make the team. Yeah, not, not no. starting roster. I would argue the preseason games aren't that stressful, right? I mean, right, you, right. you don't want to look like an idiot, but at the same time, there's really low stakes. You know, you're trying not to get hurt, so you're not playing too hard. Right. Like, pretty chill. Yep. Well, the seasoned vets and the core group, you know, they're they're pretty they're pretty set. You know, your Milano's and Poyer and Hyde and Trey and you know guys like that. But yeah, you've got Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, uh, Daquan Jones, right. a number of guys fighting for one or two spots, not just being a rotational piece, but maybe getting. 60% of the snaps or whatever. So, yeah, they, they're trying to make an impression. and Not to mention the young blood trying to prove that they deserve to be on the team and that they're ready to start and all that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It sucks so, that Poyer got hurt, you know. It does. It does. But, again, they're saying he'll be ready for week one, which honestly is obviously the most important part. Not losing, you know, an injury like Trey suffered or something like that is not Trey White. It's not something you want to see happen right now. That seems pretty long for um... – for a hyperextended elbow. I mean, originally they it said does. about two weeks. 
And now they're saying, well, he'll be it's ready for the, for the season. About a month. Yeah. So it's like maybe maybe they're just saying he'll be ready for the season. Uh, but I but he I, might I would, be ready after a couple of weeks. That's, uh, that's what I would think for yeah. a hyperextension. Yeah. I mean, it's not like anything's broken. Right. There's you no know, surgery. A hyperextension is basically you have to heal some tendons that got stretched too, too far. And then, right. I mean, you don't have a, a, a broken elbow or... Yep. You don't have any bones chipped or weird stuff like that. Yeah, so. like you're saying, I think they might have just been responding to what the biggest question would be. Yeah. Is he going to be there come week one? Yeah. So they probably totally were just responding it. to that. Yep. He could be back for the second preseason game for all we know. Who knows? But, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, and then even then they might not play him. I mean, just other than the fact that, obviously, uh, I know um, – the first couple of preseason games, you're going to see starters, but like the last preseason game, you're probably not going to see many no, of them guys out there. Nothing you know? like that. Yeah. Did you? You told me that um, uh, Saffold eventually, right, Jeff? Uh, that the, it's just going to be a pain management right, thing. Exactly. Where they're, they're just exactly. going to get them in there and say, "Hey, you know, go light, don't hit the ribs, whatever, yep. whatever yep. it is." Right. Yep. Yeah, it was a, from what they were saying. It sounded like a rib injury, and we talked about the fact that those do take a while because there's not much you can do. You heard what happened, it's right? Pain, yeah, it was a car accident. Car accident, right? yeah, broke yeah. some ribs from a car accident. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. I know. Well, and go figure, like our brand new left guard that we signed, right? He's like missing the the pro first. bowler from yes. Tennessee Ugh. from a non-sport injury. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And the other thing that stinks too about the offensive line is we really haven't had our full starting offensive line in there together yet right you know so that's kind of a bummer but right. there's th- there's a lot of time left. the cool thing about like um and i don't know what point he's at but he will be able to return for walkthroughs and stuff like that i i believe first yeah so any uh game planning and stuff like that he should be available for as long as he is going to start week one and same thing with jordan poyer Jordan Poyer maybe can't physically perform, but mm. he's going to be there for all the film studies and all the, you know, game planning and all the walkthroughs and stuff like that. So right. he's a he's a vet, and so is Saffold. They're not they're not going to miss a beat. It's a new team, new scheme. I get it, but a lot of that you get out of a playbook anyway. So yeah, I mean, you do want them playing together at some point yep. because of that chemistry, but. Um, but, yeah, I, I, that is one nice thing about our line. Spencer Brown's really the, the newest piece. Yeah. And even he has almost a full season under his belt now. So He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I don't know directly who the backup is to Jordan Poyer, if it's Jaquan Johnson or if it's it DeMar Hamlin. But the coaching they staff They talk is, about Johnson being really, uh, again, yeah. another guy who's had a really good camp. Yeah, the coaching staff is super high in both those guys as backups. For sure. You know, these guys stepped in. DeMar Hamlin's had some nice picks, actually, in yep. camp, um, second-team reps and stuff like that. Jaquan Johnson, I haven't seen a, a bunch on this camp, but from no. what they've said, uh, they're they're really high on. Micah Hyde even said a, a lot about Jaquan Johnson, saying right. when he steps in, he, he doesn't miss a beat. So, yeah. That's good to know. Again, it's um, it's. I think I heard the one position they did not address either in the draft or free agency. So every other yep. position basically on the team saw a new piece. Right. So they had to have a lot of confidence in those two guys to just roll Seems with like whom it. they've got. Yeah, it really you know? does. It really does. So Yeah, that's good. I mean, you want to be comfortable with your, your backups. Oh, yeah. Because sure. safety isn't like a deep position. You're not – it's not like offensive line where you got no. a couple guards or a couple guys being able to back a few positions up. Safety is your starters out. There's your backup, right? You know, and that's that. So, well, we also talked about the rook too, the linebacker. Yeah, um, 
name escapes me right now, but you know what I mean? Like he's apparently been impressing too. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. Oh, you're talking about Bernard? Uh yeah, Bernard. Yeah, yeah true. Mm-hmm. Bernard. Yeah. Not impressing enough for you to remember his name, no. but pretty close. No. No, it'll, uh, it'll it'll come to him eventually. Yeah, you know? <laughs> when you get Which, to be my age, it takes about six or seven million repetitions, and then you start retaining shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're it right. It is the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> right? Bills. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Alzheimer's. Wanted to clear yeah. that up. Yeah. Yeah. Alzheimer's disease. But uh, Terrell Bernard is you're you're correct. There's been a lot of good reports on his uh, speed that he brings to the team so far. They're saying that he's smart, and um, you move over to the offensive side, and McDermott is super high right now on Clear uh, Shakir. Yeah. Super high yeah. on him right now. He really likes the kid from what the what these reporters are saying. Yep. And that's that's a, that's a really good thing because you got a rookie that comes in, and like you said, Jeff, uh, I think it was the last podcast, McDermott said the one thing that you want in a wide receiver when you draft him is – you you got to be able to catch the ball, right? Number one, and they're saying he's it. he's got hands of a veteran. He's just snapping the ball, grabbing the ball, quick learner. You know, like he uh, snapping it. And everybody it. knows the story about the the playbook on the plane, right? Oh, so for I Elon? mean, yeah. he he's a study. He's he's a guy who wants to be a better player. So yeah, I, I think coaches really kind of elevate to people who are extra effort guys, and it sounds like he is that in spades and it feels like that's something that nobody really talked about that before when i was younger is the intelligence of the players you know maybe a quarterback but i know that mcdermott definitely values people who are intelligent to have on his team yeah well i I feel too i'm sorry i was just gonna say i feel too that um the more progression of time through you know from like let's say the 80s and the 90s and 2000s later 2000s the progression of time, I think that players are coming into the league from high school to college to the league just much more prepared because yep. of, and I'm, I'll say it over and over again, technology. Yeah. The, the yeah. technology Absolutely. that they're they're exposed to now, right. the stuff that they can take and learn is just so much more advanced. Yeah, and so many college programs are starting to kind of emulate the NFL. Oh, absolutely. Know? So, But like you're saying, it, it seems like that's, Exactly right, Jace, that the coaching staff and uh, GM are looking for athleticism, intelligence. Um, it doesn't, like Dawson Knox, I always use a perfect example of a guy who didn't have a lot of opportunities to really shine in college. But they saw something in his conversations when they had their meetings and stuff like that, plus the few times he was on the field and able to, to catch the ball. Um, they saw something they really liked and and yeah, I think he has an opportunity this year, especially to to really take another step. I mean, beyond the fact that shit, he has the most touchdowns by a tight end ever in Bill's history, right? By like four. I think he had like ten touchdowns last year or something like that. The closest anybody ever got was six. So yeah, yeah I think he has a chance to really take another another big step forward. Yeah, talk about turning a weakness into a strength, huh? We're pretty yeah. strong at the tight end position now. Yeah, it's, for yeah, sure. It's cool to see. You know, OJ Howard and it's just yeah, yeah, it's cool to see the you know we got hopefully he, he's going to be good depth. You right. know, they're they're getting mixed reports a little bit here and there from OJ saying he's been struggling with his route running a little bit, yep. dropping the ball when it's right in his hands a few times here and there. But hopefully it's just I don't know. You but know, this is just that, a few things. That yeah, this is correct. Right, and this is that team who takes guys that are big on talent and maybe raw on technical aspects of their own game again case in point dawson knox josh allen 
Um, you know, we talk about intelligence, Matt Milano. It's really smart and really fast. Um, so, yeah, they might be the team that can help them, and they like finding guys who had success prior to the NFL. Obviously, O.J. Howard's a first-round draft pick, Tavon Austin, another guy who was a pretty high prospect coming into the NFL and just never seemed to be able to develop. And I think they're, they're basically saying maybe that's not their fault. Maybe the teams that they went to just didn't take the time to give them all the information and help they needed to, to improve, to evolve. Yeah. You know, and well, they love guys like that. I mean, they absolutely love guys like that. Yeah. Well, Even again, John Brown. Guys always, like that tend to be cheap. It well, helps. yeah, and that's part of it. Yeah, cheap. And, uh, and, and again, like the NFL's team by team is so different. I mean, you could go to one team and they're, they're – you come into our system and you learn this is our system. Yep. You have to adapt to our system. Boom, boom, this is how right, it is. Right. You know, and then you can go to a, a different team like the Bills, for instance, and they, have, like we've talked about in the last few podcasts, they, these coaches will have, you know, these players come in and they're like, hey, let's, how can we adapt to this player right. and, and have, help them fit into, with with us and then yeah. vice versa and so yeah it's i've always considered that to be important a coach has to be able to take a look at what he has all the pieces he have and put it together in such a way that it's a success and sean mcdermott almost literally said exactly that thing yep. just a couple of weeks ago is that yeah we have to adapt to the players that we have available to us that's just great coaching it's fantastic man i've it's, been saying it forever i not, always said that's what built made bill belichick the coach he i was is. thinking the same thing you yeah, could, you could throw yeah, anybody at him, greats. and he'll find a way to to Bill, fit them in. Bill Walsh was the same. Bill Walsh, you know, very, one of the biggest yeah. things that Bill Walsh did was with the uh, San Francisco 49ers was the West Coast offense. He yep. figured out that he had Jerry Rice was <laughs> the greatest route runner ever in yep. in wide receiver history. Was he fast? No, he right. was just but but he was good at getting separation quick, and the ball was coming out fast. Hence the the West Coast offense. Yep, you get the ball out quick, and that quarterback and a lot of times will it. roll out. Yeah, like, you know, almost like a. And again, the K gun was a variation of that exact same, same system. Exactly, you know I mean? same thing with Marv Levy. Like he knew, like all right, look at all this talent we have. How can we? How can we use it correctly? Yeah, and that's what coaches to me are. Or that's how they they're successful. Is you take people and you you find out how you can use them all correctly with and everybody's got different talents so sure. you have to really put it all together and yeah yep. it's it's a cool thing to see the the progression of how we've gotten good over five years because of these these guys and the I individual mean, minds players you know because we talked about this and it, it'll be coming up in in future podcasts about individual players and their own evolutions uh devin singletary in the last few games of last year took a major step like, if they utilize him similar to the way they did towards the end of the season, he could be one of those breakout people this yeah, year. Absolutely. You know, Dawson Knox is already planning on it. He wants to be a bigger part of the offense, obviously. Yep. Um, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Yep. You know, I mean, when he came in, there was all this hype, even though he was a later-round pick in a fourth-round or whatever. Um, but there was a lot of talk about how – Football ready he was, how NFL ready. Uh, already yeah. had good route running, maybe needed some technical help with catching the ball. He did have an issue um, with that. But, but yeah, to see him perform like he did in the playoffs last year, yep. you know, set NFL records. <laughs> and, I and know. It's just I like it's, it's, the, the sky is the limit for 
a half a dozen to right. more guys on this team. Yeah. It's yep. insane. Here's a good question for you guys. I know you're you're both not super big into college football, but what why are these guys coming into the pros nowadays so much more prepared and ready to go for the pros? I mean, like look at how smart these guys are and they're coming into camp and they're like they're really prepared. Right. I mean, rookies were you never used to be like that. It, it was like, oh, we'll bring them along and this and that. And these a lot of these guys all over the league are stepping in. Yep. Day one and they're they're like these coaches are like, wow, th- these guys are way like farther Justin along. Justin Jefferson last year. Just all these guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they're, uh, what do you I, guys I, think? Well, I'm I'm going to go second, so I have time to think. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in my opinion, I think part of it is that in the past, uh, a lot of these guys, their entire lives, they were the best on their peewee team. They were the best in high school by far. They were really excellent in college, so they were thinking, I got it made in the shade. Well, now in today's NFL, you take a team like the Buffalo Bills, they don't care if you were picked in the first round or the sixth. It doesn't matter, or undrafted. It doesn't matter when you come to camp you better be ready to play, and you better be re- ready to earn a spot. Mm-hmm. Because I, I got a feeling these guys would go, you know, they're going to be patient with a guy that they know has athleticism and intelligence. But guys that don't excel in either of those things have to work twice as hard. You know, and obviously um, Shakir is one of those guys, if he's asking for a playbook, on the plane – to Buffalo. Oh, that was Elam. Or Elam. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie Elam. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good, he's a first round draft pick, pretty much a shoe in to start this year. But no, it's not a shoe in. You're going to Buffalo. Like, you better be ready to compete with Trey White if you have to. Yeah. But Dane Jackson's no slouch. They're talking big on Cam Lewis. They love that kid, or else he wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? So I think these guys know coming in now that they're, it, there's guys making millions of dollars, but the guys that make that money are the yeah. guys that put in the time and effort to earn that. But is pure it, talent isn't going to get it done is, anymore? Is, is coaching evolved in the college level? You think to prepare oh, these guys sure. better now? Oh, for sure, because it's like it's got to have to do with, like I said, it's got to have to do with some technology. These guys are are exposed to where they can really study off playtime and you know not have to worry about. Um, you know, as much on the field because they can do it off the field too. Yep. But I feel like it, these coaches, maybe just the evolution of the the game, it's starting to help prepare these kids in college better. Right, something, something. But well, I, well, I think that's pretty obvious because now they're talking about paying players and stuff like right. that. And the, because these colleges, they get money for having good programs, like for sure, a lot of it. So, yeah, that's probably exactly right. You pay big money to have a top-end coach. Probably his staff is getting paid a lot of money. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's part of it. Well, what I was going to say is that I think it it might stem further back than even college because what I think is the situation is that there are a lot bigger players coming out of high school nowadays that they look like they're ready to graduate college. They're humongous. There's a wider talent margin now than there used to be. There'd be like one huge guy and a bunch of scrawny guys. Now it's not like that anymore. It's also better sports medicine. It's better understanding of, you know, proteins and how they function and things like that. That physically, a lot of these guys can get prepared and bulk up and, you know, not not as get as many injuries and all that kind of stuff is so much easier than it used to be yeah. that they have more time for other things. They can rotate yeah. that in that, that 
you know, complete change in the way that we have technology, like you said, um, not to mention larger budgets at these colleges. Back in the 80s and 90s, they didn't have this kind of money to throw around at football. Yeah. So now they can develop talent better, more intelligently. It all adds up. No, that's a great answer, dude. And, <laughs> it really is. And, and, uh, that's good. I'll stem off that real quick because um, when you're talking about kids nowadays that are, they're all huge they're all and humongous. you're like, how is this, how is this, yeah, how, how is this, this high school thing? team, not a college team? Like, I remember watching my cousin. It was probably um, a good. Well, now, man, he's like he's like twenty seven now. So it was when he was nineteen. So almost ten years ago, when he was playing senior year, and they played um, the a private school, not St. Francis, uh, Bishop Timon. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And these Bishop Timon comes into Springville, and they're running out on the field, and their quarterback is warming up, slinging the ball to these receivers. Like, like they look like a college team and yeah. I'm like, what in the world is fucking going on here? You know, and that's a totally different world. And yeah. that, that's what, that's what like kind of stems off what you said is like these kids in certain programs are just, they're big programs. They, that's what they do. These kids are on, you know, weight, weight regimens. They're lifting weights. They're off season doing workouts. It's like football, football for these kids. Right. And you're right, Jay. So it starts high school and it, it it goes all the way up so that's yeah yeah it, I mean, it, it used really to be is. it used to be that high school football was just having fun and you know like i'm sure they they learned some stuff about being a professional to an extent but definitely not the way it is now people no. don't fuck around uh, anymore I'm, no i'm wondering too since the information highway of the internet is so huge and so vast now yeah like i know andre reed back in the day was from Cootstown state mm-hmm. but it almost seems like the competition is greater because they have access to basically just about any college player mm-hmm. that's making a name. That's how you find guys out of Wyoming like like Josh Allen. But, I mean, there was a time where 90% of the people coming in the NFL were from the Big Ten or, you know, SEC oh, yeah. or whatever. So now you're finding you're finding players out of Hawaii or – Well, yeah, you couldn't see these players before. Right, you wouldn't have time. You, you couldn't co- – these scouts couldn't cover enough ground – because now with technology, you just you're you, high schools are live streaming all the games. Live streaming all out, the games. They send out tapes, right? Work, yeah, they send out private tapes like like Josh, I'm sure, for instance, or these big, you know, big time college players, they all have their own highlight films. Right. So whether it's the college that's doing them or, or private or whoever, they're they're blast Josh said he blasted off emails with his um his his private highlight films to what like a couple thousand colleges or some right. shit like that right. yeah imagine yeah, back in like the 90s you probably colleges or something. back in the 90s you probably had your brother record you throwing a football through a hoop and that was your that was your video that's all you had like yeah, there was I mean, no way to learn what a player was like and study hours and hours of film yeah so that's another way technology but, has improved but things. there you go yeah. how about yeah. nfl staffs like scouting departments now earn tons of cash oh yeah huge oh, yeah huge like that was one of the things i remember that they talked about um, when Sean McDermott came to Buffalo is a new scouting department, a larger staff, uh, yeah. you know, more more money being thrown at that department For along sure. with the training. You yeah. know, they built a new training room and all that other shit. So, right, right. But, yeah, as far as players coming in the league, I think, I think colleges are probably, you know, I mean, it's got to be a feather in your cap, right, if you've got seven guys drafted in the first three or four rounds of an NFL draft out yeah. of your college. I, I would imagine that being able to look at someone who's coming into their rookie year of college football 
and knowing they're NFL ready probably happens a lot more often now. You oh, can you can go back yeah. and watch these guys like Justin Herbert and shit when they first started. It was like, oh yeah, he's he's ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he could play. Right. Yeah, you saw um, what's his face? Um, I can't remember his first name. Um, uh, Peyton Manning's brother's kid. Oh yeah, is yeah. the number one Eli's quarter- kid. Um, no, not Eli. No, uh, no. The other one. His, oh, oh the, okay. Yeah. The, the one that's not in football. Right. Go figure. His 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 kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, senior year was the best quarterback in high school in the country. Right. So he was the number one recruit. And the, the funny story about this is, like, they're you know uh, Peyton's like oh, you know Tennessee. That's where I went. Well, what about Tennessee? And and Eli's like, how about Ole Miss? And right. and then the the dad was like Archie. <laughs> yeah, he you know I think he was he might have been Ole Miss too or whatever. So they're all trying to get him to go like kind of the same the same footprint. Right. And he freaking chooses Texas. Nice Texas. Yeah. And he's dude the kid smart. If you haven't seen, pull him up on YouTube here like once in a while and just I watch some of his. This kid Follow is slinging the ball, dude. Well, yeah, I heard. Yeah. I I had heard that not that whole story, but I had heard yeah. that another Manning's coming to the NFL may be the best one yet, dude. As a freaking eighteen-year-old kid, you're like, how? Right. I mean, he's just right. whipping the ball around the field like. Putting dimes and like sixty-yard passes down. Dude, I was just like, what? I wouldn't be surprised. Or injecting bull semen into the embryo or something like. <laughs> Dude, like grow the Mannings in a lab. A sophomore, <laughs> right? Sophomore in college coming into the NFL. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, it's 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 crazy to see and the progression of just quarterbacks in general. Yeah. Uh, again, like these kids coming out of high school, you're like, how in the world is this like a 16, 17 year old kid? Yeah. You know. It's right. in, it's insane. So it's like, what's he got? Three kids already, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. They look like they're thirty. I'm yeah. telling you, man, it's weird. It but, is weird. Um, that was a good question, man. That was, yeah, that was a good topic. So speaking sure. speaking of the, another question, I asked you guys at the end of the podcast last week uh, if Josh Allen was the biggest superstar athlete to come through Buffalo ever. Right at this point. Um, right. So did you guys? conglomerate your answers or what do you, well, what do you I think we we didn't talk we decided uh well we we talked about the question in general yeah we yeah. talked about the question in the way of you know what is an acceptable answer what is the question trying to ask things like that yeah and i think if i if i take the question as you know the biggest superstar that's played a sport in buffalo yeah my answer would easily be oj simpson because you know, he obviously he was a you know a TV actor. He was a huge personality. He was viral before viral was a thing. I mean, people loved him everywhere. And the fact that he was infamous as well yeah. for the you know alleged issues, um, yeah. you know, like it, it just I think he was the the biggest name worldwide that's come out of Buffalo sports. Yeah. and I I 100% agree. He he was also my answer, and he was also a great athlete too. He was a huge athlete, and but he, he made he, white he, Broncos famous. He did. Like but, everybody yeah, knows not, what a white Bronco is now, <laughs> right? But he was he was he was Hollywood. He was like Hollywood coming to Buffalo because he yeah. came. He, he yeah. his college. I don't know if you know this, but he came from USC, University of Southern California. No, didn't yeah. know that. Um, so he was like, he was huge. I mean, yeah. he, didn't he play with Marcus Allen, or they were on the same team at the same time? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I mean, and, and it's like he came out of Southern Cal as like already a superstar athlete, right? And the fact that yeah, he, he was famous when he got to the NFL. He, he was, and the fact that he came to Buffalo. Was like holy smokes! Right. Like, like we got the guy on this yeah. team, and I obviously wasn't around for it, but I've yep. watched a lot of stuff about that. You know, those teams and OJ, yep. just because because it's it's really intriguing to see 
like how big of a, a name and an a athlete that came here when when the bills were freaking nothing man yep like nothing yeah before they even got their feet wet yeah you know i mean that yeah it, and i saw him i watched a number of those games um i through my uncle i got to meet him um we tossed a football yeah that's and crazy i was i was real young obviously at that point right um 10 or 12 or 13 somewhere in that area <coughs> excuse me but um yeah but it was it was ridiculous for a kid that age to meet like a legend i mean even at that point he was yeah. he was playing uh, i don't think he even had run for the 2000 yards yet at that point right but he was just uh, one of those personalities it was just huge ginormous you know? yeah. yeah yeah so do you have an argument against that one or are you are you on board not, well i don't know if it's an argument against it because it's one of those questions that there is no wrong answer, right? For sure. I, I've yeah. Always, yeah, it's opinionated. Yeah. I was in a much uh, better place when the Bills went to the four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, And the Absolutely. fact that Bruce Smith, the most important thing about a pass rusher is sacks. And uh, since he currently still holds the NFL record for most sacks in a career, that's huge. You know, and that, that series of Super Bowls is really the first thing that, put Buffalo as a franchise on the map. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Bruce Smith was to that, a number one pick. Yeah, he was a number one pick overall. He came in in immediately uh, when when Jim Kelly came in in 85. I think, what, was he drafted around 83? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because I think it was right about the same time. Yeah. yeah, I think Kelly might have been 83 and he was 84, something like that. So, but yeah, then yeah, Kelly yeah. came back to the Bills in 85. Right. And that team was born that you know, that franchise-altering core yep. group was, was beginning to form. Yep. And, um, yeah, and, and his story's been written. You know, O.J. Simpson's story's been written. And the, and the right. big thing about Josh Allen is his current trajectory may blow them both out of the water. No, I can't disagree with that. But his story is being written it's not it's not done yet yeah so there's and there's too many tough. different it's paths a, that can take it's a tough comparison too right it because really is. because again I'll, I'll bring it up josh allen in the current year of 2022 has social media behind him all day long you can get anything with josh allen pretty much on your phone and boom oh, yeah. you can see it in an instant with yep. with oj he you didn't have that you you, you couldn't get in, in an instant where like OJ's doing this or that, or he couldn't post stuff well, on social. And same even, with Bruce you, Smith. Could but. you imagine if during all that shit that went down, if he was just tweeting every day, like just spouting off all the time about how the media is out to get him and stuff? Like, Dude. He, he would have been that prototypical, like toxic, crazy celebrity yeah. that yeah. we have now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, they not even all NFL games were broadcast nationally either. No. You know what I mean? So a lot. Like, even knowing about O.J. Simpson when he ran for 2,000 yards in 14 games or whatever was basically that spot, you know, put the spotlight on Buffalo. Oh, all. yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were champions in the AFL, but when right. NFL days came along, it was right after they'd won championships. Yes. And then they struggled for a number and, of years. So. And that was really when it came down to my answer. I Obviously, I was tossing around three players, Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, and O.J. Right. And for me... Um, you know, I just, I, I think that like Bruce Smith probably was the most talented and Jim Kelly was probably the biggest in Buffalo. 
like as far as somebody who affected the city the most. Right. But if you're talking about on a national level or a worldwide level, that's why I gave it to OJ because he was just yeah. so famous. Me too. A hundred percent. And uh, Jim Kelly and Bruce Smith were like a, like a tied second for me yeah. because Jim Kelly, again, when he got, when he finally chose to come out of the uh, world league, was it the world league or no, not the world league. Um, oh, USFL. U- yeah, was USFL. Yeah. When he decided to come out and finally come back to well, Buffalo, they folded or whatever. Yeah, so he had no choice. Right. Basically. Yeah. So he finally came. You know, was like, all right, I'm going back. I'm going to go to Buffalo and, and play. The the streets were aligned when he was coming. You <laughs> yeah. know, to it do was his like press a conference. Welcome, and, man. Yeah, I mean, he was he was he was a huge huge quarterback coming out of Miami and you know Dude, in I'm college. You, I mean, I was, people I was in my early twenties, and it was devastating. When you draft a guy like that, and he just refuses to come and play for your team, and then the USFL is stealing all these players from the NFL, and it's like, what the hell is going it's, on? It's like, probably something that we'll never see again. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, no, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can never imagine that. And in Miami, uh, the Hurricanes, at, at the time in the 80s, Jeff, you probably remember, I mean, they were they were a big-time college program. Yep. Like, probably the biggest. Yeah. You know, because uh, they had just – Massive amount of players coming out of there, like Jim Kelly, Michael Irving, just just big time players. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, he was huge, and and the fact that we were able to draft him was was ginormous. <laughs> and then to just until like, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, talk about getting the wind pulled out of your sails, man! It was like ridiculous. I can't it even was imagine. Like devastating, that. dude. I can't even. It was. It was a horrible fucking time. It right. was terrible. But you know, my nephew Dave Junior pointed out. In the NHL, Dominic Hasek for the Buffalo Sabres yeah. was also one of those guys that on a different team, on a better team, probably would have had a few cups. Right. You know, but and he was could he have, was, could have been the best all time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's still considered I think he has the best save percentage ever. Yeah. Yep. He was well national hockey. And he was well known. I mean goaltender. Yeah. I mean, I don't think obviously as big as OJ, but right. he's but up there. I think and the reason I I will you know um, give Josh Allen the nod that I think they're real close to a Super Bowl, and I think it's inevitable to a certain point. The way they've been building this team, uh, the team that they have, that core group, that um, it might not be this year or and maybe never, but I think at some point they're going to win a Super Bowl, and I think that's what's going to, in the minds of everybody in Buffalo, supersede everything else that's taken place so far that will supersede it plus if josh allen wins super bowl i think nationally not only are people gonna really know josh allen but i think you're gonna start seeing commercials and oh, all yeah. that type of shit you know what yep. i mean like like you see aaron Rodgers and pat mahomes on yep. state farm shit yeah you're probably seeing him on a sitcom here and there as a, you know like a cameo or whatever yeah, i mean who knows sure. but i mean he he's gonna be obviously much bigger you know yeah i mean he's going to have the opportunity to be on national um commercials and things like that for sure yeah i mean he was already on that golf thing you know with oh, yeah. tom brady and mahomes so that was a, a big yeah. big look for him but yeah he, i mean if he brings the super bowl to this to the city yeah. it, it, it doesn't and, matter and honestly, any sports like, star did prior to that at yeah. that point yeah and if you're talking about superstar power you know, for Tom Brady and him to be like shooting shots at each other and shit, it it felt to me watching that like they were equals. Yeah, which is amazing when you're talking about Tom fucking Brady. Right. I don't like him, but like the dude is the best that there will ever be at the sport. Like yes. that's right. just how it is. Yes. Right. And and he's looking at Josh like a legitimate threat. You oh, know, like, and that's cool. 
That is cool. Yeah. It, and it's, honestly, it's if, I'm, I'm, if I'm Tom foreign. Brady, I'm thinking that too. Right. I mean, the well, kids, what, he turns 26 this year? Or he is 26, 26 or whatever. Think, yeah, yeah. He's got a long time to kind of reset some record books, and, and he has the talent as long as that team can stay pretty strong around him. Yep. Like, it's it's going to be impossible, I think, to win seven Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's yeah, that's... and and carry a record like they did for twenty years, right. you know, in New England. I think that's going to be like nearly impossible. They I, own I this division in the AFC for most of those twenty years, but that doesn't mean that as an individual, Josh Allen won't definitely get into that top echelon of the NFL right. if he can stay healthy. And I'd like to believe Josh hopefully can can get two or three Super Bowl appearances, and, and I think and so. get and get. And get it one out of them, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I think so. That's that's the, what I'm hoping for. Anyway. I think that would be a, 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 most people would take that as a, as a pretty safe bet as a as a floor level thing. I think a lot of people, like myself, believe that there may be more than one Super Bowl in them and, and in the team. I think so. I mean, but you gotta um, put them on. No, you know, I mean, nothing's yeah. a given. No, you don't. But uh, you gotta kind of put them on Pat Mahomes level, fairly oh, yeah. fairly close. I mean, I don't think he's right at pat mahomes but i think he's he's close and well, like i say they Pat's played him not... twice last year and, and yeah. josh allen outperformed patrick mahomes over the course of two games they lost the most important one right but overall over the course of those two games in 2021 josh allen was the better quarterback in fact i remember the regular season game when the Bills beat them, it was like 38-20-something or whatever, right. that they were saying there was no doubt Josh Allen was the best quarterback on the field that day. Correct. Now it's two days. You know what I mean? Yes. So, But the the way Josh Allen played, the two touchdowns in the last two minutes of that divisional round game, like yep. I mean, just so much of it, definitely like you said, it, it set him in that place around three or four other guys in the NFL particularly like those four guys that played in that golf tournament, yep. Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, and him as the four quarterbacks to beat in the NFL. And right, right. another thing to talk about, you know, depending on how you weigh star power and what it is, we're actually getting a lot more primetime coverage than we did before as far as games yeah. go. Like, and, and not to mention that our schedule has been a little softer lately the past couple of years. So, you know, I, I think that adds to it. I think it helps a lot. Yeah. Oh, it, the, it, it's huge because, again, like, I mean, everybody is able to watch – the NFL on TV, it's in some in prime form. time for yeah. sure. Yeah. Or yeah, we're getting better. Or, we're yeah. getting better slots than we used to. Yeah. Absolutely. So that I mean, you could kind of argue that um, you know Josh is at more of an advantage to be to be more well known and seen than yep. OJ or Bruce or Jim. That is true. But it's funny because if you if you could take OJ and pull him into today's you know NFL at his you know his prime when he came in. Then, then that's like okay, that's a cool conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Well, that's right. that's the type of thing that like, you know, the the more advancements in like video game technology and AI and shit like that. I'd love to see like a legacy football game or any sort of sport game really, where you can play with any player from history on that team yeah. and just put together the ultimate combo and see how your team stacks up. You know, I think that'd be sweet. The weird right. thing is in today's NFL, another point I'll make real quickly is that OJ Simpson and. T- to be able to play that position with the pads and things that they wore in that era. Yeah. And not, I mean, if you look at today's NFL, Derrick Henry gets hurt. Le'Veon Bell gets hurt. You know, uh, J- uh, was it um, Dobbins from Baltimore? Right. You know, I mean, if you look at your average running back in the NFL, 
to go an entire career without a major injury is almost stupid. Like, it's not probably going to happen. Right. Most guys that run the ball a lot, 20-plus times a game, are going to suffer a major injury during the course of their career. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Like, I mean. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's how impressive. How many of them? Adrian well, Peterson tore his Achilles. Like, yeah, it's impressive. Even and the it's best a, running backs. And it's an interesting thing if you think about it because it's um it's not – it's not a direct line for increasing technology and protective gear makes you safer. Because as they've seen with Correct. all of the CTE research that they've done, having better protection allows you to hit harder, not feel right. it as much. And now you're actually more prone to injuries that aren't immediate, but are, you know, future on in life because you're, you're receiving brain damage and not a shoulder hit or whatever. Right. Like, and you know, like it's the same thing in boxing and everything else, you well, know, like the, we, the harder you can hit, the harder you get hurt. Yeah. The harder yeah. you can hit. And I mean, these, but how many these line, athletes, too. yeah. How many linebackers were six, five, two fifty, yep. like Trey Edmonds. Well, yeah. It's back just, when in OJ's day, how about, exactly. how about defensive linemen? They're going three thirty or whatever. Yeah. It's evolution, right? Big freaking dudes, man. Yeah, evolution and like and Jason said it's the science is behind the evolution too. I mean, these guys are able to train better with better equipment and better science and and proteins and this yeah. and that and you know, OJ, do you think he did he probably lift any weights? I, probably not. I mean, maybe I he did. It. I don't know. But but I mean, and these I guys think, just didn't do it. And to, to just finish up on what the point I was making though, it's like it's it's almost like a parabola, right? Because they worked on protecting players basically from the time of leather helmets until maybe right. five, ten years ago. And now they're starting to look at it a different way. Not only are we trying to protect players, but we're trying to, you know, solve those problems that come with those harder hits, like those helmets that they're now wearing in, you know, the practice games and stuff. Right. Those big right. crazy padded poofed things. Like yeah. they're you know, they're they're really trying to correct what's happened because of that protective gear. Yeah. And did you guys ever um, hear the conversation and I I can't pinpoint exactly where it comes from or anything but they're saying like the nfl or, or just football in general is like the modern day um gladiator, you know, greece, gladiator arena greece and yeah. gladiator arena sure that's crazy when you like when you like really sit there and think about it for a minute it's like it really kind of is yeah well you know? and i would imagine that it's kind of a similar thing like if you if you took two guys and gave them swords and then you took two guys and gave them a shield and a sword, they probably fight a little bit different. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, right. like, oh, shit, I do not want to get cut. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't have a shield. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing now, right? Yeah. You've got way more protective gear. You can hit as hard as you fucking want. Yep. Right. But, I mean, even now, you look at Poyer's injury. You know, you can't you can't eliminate all the injuries out of the NFL. It's just no. never going to happen. No. And if you're running back, you're getting hit literally every time you touch the ball. Quarterbacks, at least a lot of the time, they're throwing the ball away before they get slammed hard. But, yeah, if you're a running back, even wide receivers, sometimes they're open and they don't get touched all the way to the end zone. But yeah. a running back, you're probably going to have to hit somebody to do just about anything. Yeah, Occasionally you get, a, you get a clean lane and you don't get touched. But right. most of the time you're running into a defensive lineman or a linebacker or even a safety because today's safeties are – Six, 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 six foot, six one, you know, 200 pounds. It's probably good that they don't yeah. get to get up a lot of speed as often as they used to. That's true. Well, one of the biggest things that we're going to keep seeing uh, in the future NFL for years to come is back in the 90s, for instance, or 80s, you know, guys like Dan Marino and, and Jim Kelly, these guys were getting clobbered. Oh, just, yeah. Just pounded. <laughs> Jim Kelly has brought that up when they try comparing him to Josh yeah. Allen. They it's just, like I had to pick my ass off the ground they, like three, yeah. four times a game. They got pounded. But the thing is, is the NFL 
it, as it grows as a, a company, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, they realize that the, if you're letting their, these star players, these guys that people pay to go see are getting injured and you, you can't see them, they realize, oh, that's a fucking problem. Yeah, so it's a big one. You, you, you know, that's the NFL. The money makers, man. Yeah, the NFL starts protecting guys in different ways. They're adding more penalties and they're protecting quarterbacks and this and that. And I think the NFL, you know, some people are worried, like, okay, is the league eventually going to be soft? Right. Because, and you're seeing comments about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Be, because you got to think, like, the NFL is just going to keep progressing to protect players more and more and more and more right to the point where you know and i hear it all the time like where is the nfl going to be a freaking two-hand touch league at some point yeah like are these guys going to be able to hit anymore and it's like who knows like right. who knows because yeah. the nfl is dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign right you know they they know what makes money, money? And, yeah. and who who needs to be on the field to make them that money so it's going to be interesting to see in the next five ten fifteen <laughs> years what happens with the NFL and how, how that stuff progresses, you know? Speaking of that, it's funny. I seen a clip of one of the players that signed, and it might have been Diggs maybe, but had their little daughter there mm. and literally said to Brandon Bean that when it came time to sign the contract, show me the money. I, I, yeah. It might have been Diggs. That was Diggs. That was it hilarious, was man. Yep. That was awesome. When his little daughter said, show, show me, me the, the money. money. <laughs> yeah. And that's, like, and that's yeah. something that it's kind of a cynical point of view, but at the same time, like, I, I think – there comes a time when you just stop pretending and, and talk about what's really important. You know, like I'm playing football for you. I want to make sure I make a lot of money before I get hurt. <laughs> you know, that's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, and that's so true because I remember there was a giants running back who had a neck injury that the doctor said, dude, if you continue, continue to play football, you will be permanently paralyzed from like the neck down. Yeah. And he said, I'm not playing football for me. I'm playing this for my kids and my kids' kids. That's true. That's but they wouldn't true. let him come back to the game. Right. So he was forced to retire. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's what they're thinking about. If if I'm even like Josh Allen and other guys, I'm thinking that, like, I could provide income for my family for for generations possibly yep. with smart investing and stuff like that. It, it, it would change their lives. Absolutely. So that might be part of that college preparation, being ready for the NFL when they maybe mature a little more than some and they're going, I see a future for my descendants that right. they're not going to see any other way. Yep. Yeah. No matter what I choose for a career. And you know what that reminds me of is like, if you prepare kids in college to make some money um, because they're, they're under the, the, some of the biggest spotlight in college that you are in the NFL. I mean, look right. at the or the college playoffs now and, and the coverage yeah, they get the from TV championship and, game is like yeah. huge. So it's, it's huge. like so it's like if if you don't pay these kids uh, something or or give them something, they come in the NFL and they're like they're like a you know they're they're like a Christian girl that you know has never seen a party, right? <laughs> yeah, they're right. like, oh my god, you right, know. They, right. they, they're like, I mean, how many how many times you you get these kids? That, Come into the NFL and, and they're they're just blowing their money. Doosh, 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 yeah, doosh, yeah, doosh, yeah. You know, and that's still happening a lot today. Yeah, yeah. Like and it's a, like if eight you, year career later, they're broke. Yeah, and if you like, if you actually prepare them in college and say, you know, guess what? You're allowed to get paid a couple million dollars for endorsements or whatever. Then maybe they come into the NFL and they're more mature, right? And they're not going to blow their money, and maybe they'll invest. And so that like that type of stuff 
is important f- to set these kids up for success into the next you. the next level too. So there's nothing cooler than hearing how a football player started their own business, or you know what I mean, like when they're when they're done, they're broadcasting, or they're open their own restaurant or whatever. That's so cool, man. Yeah, I mean, yep. yeah, small businesses drive this country. Yeah, guys want to you know? have another another route besides yeah, being a, sure. a football player at some point. So awesome, dude. That was a that was a good uh, conversation, man. I, I like the I like the concept. Yeah, That's I like awesome. I like episodes like this where yeah. it's a little more you know freeform. We don't know exactly what we're going to talk about. You know, right, right. Yeah, you got to keep it fresh. Yep. <laughs> you know, oh, no. like pull a sausage. Oh, you can only yeah. talk yeah. about training camp so much. You need to add well, something something else in there once. Well, in a while. you know, and and my thought process on that too, Jay, is uh, you're 100 percent correct because. Let's be honest. Right now, where we're at with this team is like it's so Dimbo. big. Like yeah. everybody all day long is on social, like Twitter and right. Facebook. And yeah, you're not telling people it, anything new when you're just talking about what happened today. No, I mean the people are all day long being like, "What happened? What happened now? What happened now? What happened yep. now?" And, and there's <laughs> right. coverage everywhere. So yeah, you I mean you you could cover a little bit and, and talk about this and that, but yeah, you don't want to sit here and and talk about camp too long because people yeah. are like, I already know what happened. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're telling me a bunch of stuff I already know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not big enough for people to actually care what we think about things yet. That's so right. we got to yeah. talk about other stuff that they haven't heard somewhere. Right. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Anything else, fellas? No, but feedback. Anybody hears this, jump on our social media, give us some feedback on what your thoughts are. Yeah, yeah. please do. Yeah, and and um, we should do that more often on, on the end of episodes, maybe come up with like a, a cool topic question type thing to well, discuss today's easy you know what i mean who who currently sits as the number one sports figure in buffalo bills or buffalo sports history well that was the last one's question though oh yeah that's true yeah Unless you just want to how ask about again. the college we can throw the college one at them what's the college one why are college players better prepared for the nfl today than they were 20 or 30 years ago yeah somebody who has some inside knowledge on things maybe yeah, knows more than nice we do about too. it give us your insights yeah, that's a good one. I, I like that because it's it's a it's a, a broad question. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of factors involved with that, a lot of things that you can look at. Yeah, and maybe you if know. there's anybody out there listening that you know you've had some experience in college sports in the last ten years, let us know your insights on what it was like. Yeah, coaches, players, equipment uh, managers, hit us uh, up. Maybe we'll have you on the podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah. Jack, Jack, That'd be cool. Jack strap cleaner guys, anybody like yep. that, you know. I'm sure they have a lot of them. On <laughs> is, that what, is, that what you did? is that what you did? <laughs> no. He did it. He did it as a volunteer program. Yeah, it had nothing. Right. It had nothing to do with an official thing. No, I was a, a what do you call him? A hazer. Oh, you, you, oh, you're one of those. You guys, would take. Huh? You would take the. We would. We would take the uh, someone's jock strap all sweated up and stuff, and and we call it jocksogen. And you you'd <laughs> oh, come up and press it dude. up against someone's face. No, yeah, no, ugh. no. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to say you would throw itching powder in there or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Before they put them on. Nope. Joxygen. That was that was a bad one. Yeah, that's bad enough. Dude. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's bad. All so, right. I'll so, give you that. Sorry that's, about that. No. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, your, that's your experience. That's yeah. pretty horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell them how to listen to the pod, Jay. Well, you can find us on social media at ETD Buffalo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find our podcast hosted pretty much anywhere, but we like to host it on Anchor.fm, Apple, and Spotify. All those are good, too. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll, you know, I'm going to that blue and red game on Friday yeah, yeah, at yeah, practice, yeah. so I'll have a little insight about, you know, what, what's going on there. Nothing crazy. It's a practice. But, hey, I'll bring I'll bring uh, my two Should cents into fun, next man. week. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And, again, yeah, we're just getting closer to the season week by week. So got to be excited, yep. you know. For sure. So where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.